Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, a special episode from a very humiliating game really requires a special guest. So joining me today is the COO and host and writer for Third Down Thursdays, ladies and gentlemen, the ultimate intelligent Green Bay Packer fan himself, MJ Hurley. MJ, what's going on, brother? Good evening, Alex. First of all, thank you for having me. I believe this is my first appearance, so I'm very honored, very excited to cause some chaos with you this evening. Um, I'm doing well. The wifey's on her way to get some Pizza Hut right now, so I'm about to have some grub. Gonna do this show with you, edit your article for Third Down Thursdays, write some some more trouble, and uh, have some fun. Well, I'm certainly glad to have you here, and honestly... Two years ago, when we were working for a different website, when you actually predicted on one of your gaming streams, stick around, Alex, you sold me to stick around because one day I'm going to come work for you forever and we're getting there because I announced that when I was working with you guys, my media production firm, the Bear of Texas podcast, had officially established, established a working relationship with Third Down Thursdays and having you on the show is part of that working relationship because this is our goal to grow our respective companies. Amen, brother. Amen. I am yeah. always happy to help, especially when it comes to uh, Packers, Cowboys. It's a, it's a yeah. favorite topic of mine, so I'm excited. Yeah. And I need to have you on, on my Cowboys one, but before we get started, you know, with all the bad shit going with the Cowboys, I'm actually proud to announce that Cowboys Talk is also now proudly brought to you by Lids.com. Lids.com is the leader and number one destination for hats, gear, and everything that moves you. Represent your team, your town, and your style with a snapback, adjustable strap back or Beanie from thousands of college and professional teams. So that's that's my latest uh, sponsorship. Now, the other two, I'll definitely try to get them through that the show. Hopefully, I don't miss them out. But let me just say right off the bat, and this is coming from an actual Cowboy fan who actually tells the truth, the Dallas Cowboys are an absolute embarrassment. Okay? And you're probably surprised that here I am calm, but you know I'm actually just doing my job. I, I'm not. I'm not surprised that you're calm, Alex, because you came on Third Down Thursdays uh, a couple days ago, and you said that there's a very good chance that Green Bay wins this game. I was more pessimistic than you were, even to start, because of the way Green Bay has been playing. Um, but it, it seems to be, and and you wrote this, which I just published. Aaron Rodgers owns the Cowboys. He does. He's done it to him time at time and time again. And what I think, uh, what I want to hear you talk about. Alex, is that the mental game that, at least from what I saw, it didn't look like Mike McCarthy was on his A game today. The Cowboys were not on their A A game period, okay? And I say this on the article because you love my articles. I know that your your business partner, uh, Coach Bruce, knows it too because I just tell the truth. Like some people say I'm too harsh, I'm this and that. I'm like, guys, enough already. Because let me make this clear. I've said this on the show, and this is the same thing about Third Down Thursdays, and I don't want to get political. We are not fake news. We're not going to throw out crap out there like the rest of those media conglomerates that are too scared to hire guys like you and me. I mean, what do, we, what do those Cowboy fans want me to say? Like, okay, I get it. The referees made some stupid calls, okay, but that was that affected both Dallas and Green Bay, all right? And if, we're just, if I'm going to stand out here and say this is the referee's fault, that just sounds – I can't imagine how stupid that would make a, a certain person sound. 
I get it. The refereeing lately in all of in all sports has been actually pretty pathetic, but come on. That's that's not why the Cowboys lost the game, okay? Well, and Alex, what I always say is, and I said this to you before we started we started going, is if if you have to rely on the refs to win a game, whether that's football, baseball, basketball, soccer, hockey, whatever it is, then you're probably not doing your job. Yes, refs can screw stuff up. They messed up the 2018 championship game for the Rams and the Saints. Um, you know, there are historical moments where refs have really screwed up games. Armando Galarraga's uh, perfect game attempts for the Tigers in 2010 or whatever that was. But most of the time, you can win a football game in your own control. And so, I mean, there were a couple penalties. I know the holding call on the last drive for Dallas really screwed them up. Um, but I think, I don't know if you were listening to the the game broadcast, Alex, Greg Olson does a really good job um, being pretty fair, in my opinion. I don't want to put him on the, on the Tony Romo pedestal or anything like that yet, but I think this is his first year doing national games. I think he's done a very good job. And, I mean, even he said, he was like, yeah, that, that was the technical right call. Um, hands were not inside the shoulder pads. He... You know, when when the guy tried to release, he didn't allow him to release stuff like that. So, you know, I've seen let's just put it this way. I've seen much more egregious games in terms of uh, games called from an NFL officiating crew. I mean, remember when they, we had the lockout and the strike from the refs in 2012 that let's just be happy. We don't have to remember. Yeah. yeah, I do remember. And and let's be honest, the Cowboys, they're the ones who blew that fourth quarter lead. OK, yeah. They had their chances, okay? The offense and the defense just couldn't get it done. And I'm going to – and, of course, now everybody, now those Cowboy fans are really going to roll their eyes because here I am going to call out Kellen Moore again. We saw the horrible play calling, especially in the fourth quarter. Why the hell would you go for sideways passes? You're supposed to pass forward, for God's sake. Oh. The, the interesting one to me was what, – Alex, what were they doing at the end of the fourth quarter? They they ran the ball twice and then called a timeout with two seconds left and then ran a play that seemed to be an attempt to get your kick returners turban, right? Yeah. Kevontae it, looked like they, it looked like they were trying to get turban in open space and let him make something happen on the last play. If he breaks something, he breaks something, which I kind of get. But why do you run the ball two times for you're supposed to have. Dak Prescott, who's supposedly one of the better throwing quarterbacks in the game, C.D. Lamb, who can who can do some things vertically. Like, if you're supposed to be such an explosive offense, and I say supposed to be with, you know, quotations around it, why would you not, with however le- long they had left in the game, I don't remember specifically, somewhere in a 40-second range, why didn't they actually try and take a couple shots? That is a good question. And you see, look— those two interceptions on Dak Prescott, okay, that was the first one that was in the end zone. That was completely careless. The second one is arguable, but the offensive miscommunications is a problem. I mean, I don't understand exactly what Kellamore was is thinking most of the time. I mean, Tony Pollard did good, CeeDee Lamb did good, but what really gets me was the Cowboys had the ball of the ten yard line off of a fumble, and you throw that opportunity away. That's a kill right there. Yeah, the the interceptions, let's just put it this way. Green Bay's defense is good, but they're not good enough. And again, no offense to Rudy Ford, who had a great game, 
picking off Prescott twice. But both of those interceptions, like, if I can break down, Alex, if if uh, the All-22 is not available yet, but the fact that I could look myself, look at the All-22 as somebody who has never played organized football in my life, I could look at the All-22 and tell you exactly where Dak Prescott should have thrown the ball. That's a problem. So basically, what you're, you're basically confirming that, that, that it was on Dak. Oh, for sure, because... Again, Rudy Ford is a, a quality football player, but he's not somebody that's going to make exceptional plays like that's going to outsmart most quarterbacks. He's going to take what's given to him, and those two interceptions were given to him. There you go. And if, any, if, if I've already a, a, a pissed you off, you know what? This is the God's honest truth, y'all. Okay? Whatever you want to say, throw it at me, but here's the deal. MJ, much like me, is not bullshitting you, okay? I get it. Okay. Everybody's never going to forgive me because I went on this show a long time ago and said, and I quote, Dak Prescott is overrated and he shouldn't be paid, okay? Whether I was right or wrong, and I already said this, if the Cowboys miraculously win the Super Bowl and Prescott actually is there, I'll apologize. I'm going to invite him on the show, but when that happens, and if it does happen, we'll get to it. But look, the Cowboys could have won. They didn't do it, okay? And those interceptions right there, I mean, you can. there's a lot of the blame out of it, okay? But Prescott has to take blame for it. I mean, and, and at here's, the end of the day, if I have that much respect for him, I'm not going to make excuses for him. Making excuses for somebody, that kind of tells me you don't really care. You, you want to lie about somebody like that? That kind of shows me a little bit of lack of respect. And the other thing, Alex, is – the reason those two interceptions are so important, again, I, you know more than anybody, I'm not one to place all of the blame on the quarterback, right? That's one, that's one of my favorite rants is that wins are not a quarterback stat. However, when you barely get beaten by a pretty depressing football team up to this point in the Green Bay Packers, you lose 31-28 in overtime. You had multiple possessions where... All you got to do is punch it in and you win this football game, both at the end of the fourth quarter and in overtime. And you don't take advantage of that. The Cowboys on paper right now, from what we've seen through the first 10 weeks of the NFL season, are the better football team. But if I was a Cowboys fan, I would be concerned with what I saw tonight because I saw too much emotion out of Mike McCarthy. That is one of the reasons he got you know escorted out of Green Bay. I saw some issues in the Kellen Moore play calling where they didn't go back to the running game as much because the Packers run defense is not good. The Packers are the best pass defense in the NFL. And for some reason, at the end of the game, the Cowboys forgot that they had Tony Pollard, who last week, if I'm not mistaken, ran for what, three touchdowns? It was it was two weeks ago, but yeah, it was against Chicago. Yeah, yeah. right. So they have that guy at running back, even with Ezekiel Elliott out, who could have done the same thing to the Packers that Pollard was doing. You forget to run the football and decide to go pass happy at the end of the game against, again, the best pass defense in the NFL. There is no excuse for that. And, you know, I, I am, again, to steal Alex's line, if anybody wants to get mad at me, I say the same things about the Packers play calling when they stop running the football. Because you saw what the Packers can do tonight when they run the football with Aaron Jones. And that's what you said on Thursday, Alex, was if the Packers are going to win this game, it's going to be with Aaron Jones. Exactly. So, so of course, now Cowboy fans are probably thinking I jinxed it. I'm like, I'm, I was giving... No, you're just being accurate. 
I was be in other words, I was doing my job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I get it. Look, I'm I love the Dallas Cowboys guys. I do love them, but look, I've said this on the show because some people just don't get what I'm trying to do. Like, like I've been accused of being a jock shock, which means I'll just say something just to get attention or whatever, okay? Look, guys, this is about telling the truth. When you love and respect the sport, you're gonna tell it like it is. I mean, come on. When you know the, the, the sport so much, I, I'm basically speaking on what I saw. I mean, seriously, I'm concerned. Look, there's a reason why I never trusted Kelmore from the beginning. I've said this time and time again. You never hand over the play calling duties to somebody who does not have the necessary experience. That's what the Cowboys did. And what makes it worse, they gave it to a guy that learned under Jason Garrett, who himself was not a very convincing play caller. But Cowboy, a lot of Cowboy fans get on me and just call me a hater. If you want to call me a hater, fine. That's your opinion. I could care less. But this is just me talking as a concerned fan because this is about the love of football overall. Because when somebody who doesn't have the experience is given the play calling duties and when that play calling is so horrible, the game of football looks bad. Yeah, you and see? it – I I'm just shocked that Mike McCarthy went for it on fourth down in overtime. I I I'm I'm I mean I didn't agree with it, but I understand why he did it because because it it was it was uh, I think it was around fifty something yards for the field goal, so there was that risk. It was fifty three. Now Maher does it, it, he he misses sometimes, but he more often than not he does convert them. But at the same time, there was that overwhelming emotion. Like I think Mike McCarthy wanted to take a chance. Which I commend him for. I mean, he it, it took balls to do to, to make that fourth down goal. We have to give him that. It took a lot of balls yeah. to call it. But I, I I don't think it was the fact that he went for it. I think it's just the kind of play that they ran. That's what made it look so bad. Yeah, and again, the fact that they weren't running the ball more. Because Tony Pollard had 22 carries, 115 yards, and a touchdown. By all accounts, he ran over the Green Bay Packers, same way that Aaron Jones, like, the running game on both sides tonight looked great. Uh, the only reason the Packers rushing or the Packers passing game looked so good was because Christian Watson had an incredible day. If you oh, take yeah. him out of the equation, they had nothing. But I, I'm sure you got rants about letting Christian Watson just run through the defense. <laughs> that ba- that backflip celebration, I got to admit, though, that was pretty cool. Oh, it was beautiful. And for a rookie's first passing touchdown also to have – Talk about having the balls to just, you know, pull out a backflip, first pass pass touchdown you've ever caught, take to the take to the house. I mean, that was that was impressive. Not gonna lie. I mean, especially the way he did it because they they kept saying it time and time again. First play of the season, he dropped a seventy five yard pass. See that I don't like that because they had nothing, this is called picking on the rookie. Like okay, so a rookie drops a huge pass on his NFL debut on, on the first play. Okay, I mean, oh, I, I I get it. Okay. Like that, but there's no I need to continue to bring it up. I, I was like, okay, I we saw it already. Why do they have to keep bringing that we up? Got it, yeah, if I think it's more up. because I think they keep bringing it up because he's been hurt all season on and off, so he hasn't had a chance to make a highlight. So I think now they're not going to talk about it now because he's had his day where he got his touchdowns. I really do think it was just because he hadn't really done anything yet, other than the one rushing touchdown in Chicago. He hadn't done anything yet. So they're like, ooh, ooh, he's he's not caught anything. It's all because somebody even said on Twitter, and I know I'm one to talk about saying stuff on Twitter because I was getting ripped today. But uh, 
Somebody's like, oh, Christian Watson has the yips. No, he doesn't have the yips. He can catch the football. It's just he hasn't been on the field. There's a difference. Yeah. He's not really yeah. up, up to his potential yet, but he still has it. And they, they'll yeah. bring up – if Watson has a bad game in the – like anytime this season, they're just, they're just going to go right back to that. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. And I'm just going to be like, oh, for God's sake. He's like so now, now they're really effectively playing with his mental emotions, you know, j- just to make him look bad. I'm just like – Right, you know, and I and I thought I was the one too busy talk about negatives with the Cowboys. I mean, look at that right there. Look at that from the media. Yeah, it's. I I feel what Cowboys fans have been feeling for the last few years about when you're a good team, and you've got the expectation of everybody thinks you should be winning, and you're not. Oh, it is rough. Yeah, because you see, you bring that up because another Packer fan that I know, he he he's probably going to say the same thing when he listens. I'm like, well, Alex, at least your Cowboys won't go to the playoffs and choke out just like my Packers do. And that's what he says. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I get it. But here's the problem: the Cowboys have done nothing since 1995. Okay, I've made the. I mean, I, I'm sure you've heard my the last time the Cowboys won the whole White House joke. I'm sure you've heard that. I'm pretty sure you yep. were laughing your butt off. I'm pre- yep. I mean, and I think even your wife, Paige, even thought it was hilarious. Because I'll be honest, when I said it, I thought that was going to offend her. But Oh, no, she don't care. Yeah, so, so for those of you that are wondering, I mean, you know what? I, I, since this show is all, all hardcore, no holds barred, I always sit like this. The last time the Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl, Bill Clinton was messing around with a White House intern. I mean, there's other ways I can say it, but that, that's the joke, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'll say Monica Lewinsky was a virgin the last time the Cowboys were winning the Super Bowl. But... <laughs> And this is this is where and this is where cowboy fans really hate me because they're like, well, they want the NFC East. I'm like, okay, but three playoff wins since 1995, three playoff wins. That's nothing to go on. What is that? I mean, like, okay, it's a playoff win, but overall, what is it? It's nothing. Nothing. It's nothing. It's not even something to celebrate. I'm like, those cowboy fans say it so proudly, but we want three playoff wins. Like, how the hell do you even say that proudly? I don't get it. So that's that's why I even ask myself. Like some fans from other teams, they love the way I say. I'm like, yeah, they say, Bearman, are you sure you are part of Cowboys Nation? Because your intelligence kind of shows that you're not, and th- and they mean that because he's too smart to be part of a fan base that likes to live on the past and gloat about things that they've done like 20 plus years ago when you weren't even when you weren't even born, MJ. Right. That, that's my thing. Is I try really hard not to brag on anything from like the Brett Favre days. Because I'm like, I have one lifetime memory of watching Brett Favre play football. And other than that, it is all Aaron Rodgers. So I don't, Bruce is like, you, he always says, you guys only won one uh, Super Bowl with Brett Favre and one with Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, I don't care about Brett Favre. I wasn't alive. Like, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't impact me whatsoever. I was born Rodgers freshman year of college. So, like, that, that doesn't impact, what, is that true? No, he's not. No, yeah, it's, it is. Almost. No, not 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 your college. Yeah, almost, because he got drafted in 2005. Uh, okay, it's one year off. Oh, Rogers. I, I got... thought you were talking about Favre for a second. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, oh, I got no. it mixed up. Yeah, Rogers. Yeah, Rogers was drafted in 2005. And I was, I was 12, born I was Aaron Rodgers' senior year of high school. So that, yeah. <laughs> that's how young I am compared to uh, – and that that's something else that – People love to go after because I was getting crap today for my reporting about the Packers. And uh, one person, I forget 
One person said, I looked like I got shoved into lockers a lot in high school. Um, and one person said, I looked like I was still in high school. And I was like, well, I'll take that as a compliment because you're saying I look young. Um, not that that matters whatsoever, but the Internet's just such a fun place sometimes. I mean, you you, you, you wouldn't even believe it. But, uh, yeah, you see, the point is, I mean, I know, I mean, we're still talking about the whole thing with the Packers. We don't just do simple recaps. We're kind of putting in these journalism perspectives. But, yeah, look. I get it. I mean, sometimes maybe I do go over the line. Maybe I'm too hard on Dak Prescott sometimes. I'll admit it. Maybe sometimes I do feel like I might have gone too far. But overall, Prescott still has the reputation. He can easily defeat a worthless Washington Commanders team. And, you know, and, and, I mean, the Giants are really not being the uh, the Giants we've seen for the last 10 years. But the bottom right. line is Prescott has the reputation. He can easily eviscerate a worthless team. But against a good team, it's different. But sometimes against these teams like the Packers – as dysfunctional as they were, we saw what happened. I feel like the 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 Cowboys saw that as a just it distracted them big time. I mean, and I said that on my article. I'm I'm pretty sure you when you saw it, you were like, "Wow, look at that!" Because the with all the problems the Packers were having, if the Cowboys thought that mentally that gave them the advantage, which it probably could have, it did not. It did not. It gave it to the Packers because somehow the Packers right. probably knew that the that the Packers could take advantage of such a distraction. Well, here's the thing that stands out the most to me. I'm just looking at some of the numbers from the game. Um, total plays run on offense. Cowboys had 77, and the Packers only had 59. So 18 more plays, which I know isn't everything, but that's still a significant, that's like two, three drives worth. And the Cowboys just stalled in the fourth quarter. Um, I mean, it, it was, and I just saw somebody on Packers Twitter put this up. It was a game of runs that, you know, Cowboys went on a run, Packers went on a run, Cowboys went on a run, Packers went on a run. I understand that. But also, again, when you have the, the difference in this game was rushing attempts versus passing attempts, in my opinion, and I think the Packers controlled the ball a little bit better. Now, it was very slight. And Aaron Rodgers, the other difference is Aaron Rodgers played a cleaner game, which is what he does. He didn't turn the ball over. Well, it's except except for that fumble. Right. No, yeah, that that I almost lost my mind on that fumble. I'll be honest. I kind of blacked that out of my memory. I mean, it, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, the fact that the Cowboys had it at the ten yard line and yep. they, jeez. Yeah. I mean, Lambeau Field is not a good place for the Cowboys, but overall the. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, I mean, sometimes I even believe, what, even when Aaron Rodgers is retired, I really don't think that's really going to change anything. Some teams just have each other's numbers. It's weird. Yeah, and you know, everybody brings up, like, well, we beat, the, we beat Aaron Rodgers. Is, uh, people say, it was his, like, 2008 was not his rookie year. It was his first year as a starter, but it was not yeah. his rookie year. But, yeah, like, okay, yeah, the Packers went 6-10 and 10 that year in 2008. I mean... But yeah, you know, like yeah, and he's undefeated against us in the playoffs. I mean, we saw. I mean, I mean, I get it. The the catch still mentally affects me big time. But you know what? Like you think about it like that. Okay, fine. So the Packers beat the Cowboys twice, but you know what? The, the Packers went on a choke the very next week. So at the end of the day, it did not. It did not really benefit either team. One team unfortunately suffered before the other, but overall, and this is what these smart Packer fans really say. Like really agree. I'm like. 
Okay, yeah, because because a lot of them, I noticed they, they don't even troll me about about that. I mean, even though they don't, because they, they they like the way I, I do my stuff. Like I'm not like yeah. you know this our year. They say, well, okay, yeah, so we knocked y'all out, but we went on a choke the next week. So what did what did we get out of it? Like, and and they, they always say, and don't don't give me the well, you went to the NFC Championship BS because I think that's where the frustrating part comes in your case. And, and even if we want to bring yeah. up 2010, Packer fans don't really want to talk about 2010 anymore. You know why? And well, I should ask like. If I tell you why, I should ask if you agree. And they say because the Packers have done almost nothing since, except yeah, make, make deep runs in the playoffs, only to to throw it to throw it right in the trash. And you know those those two MV and those MVPs really like overall, we should we should have brought more titles home and we didn't. So a lot of these Packer fans, and I know they don't even want to talk about that 2010 triumph anymore. Not really, no, because it's just, I mean, yeah, it's 12 years ago at this point, so. It would be like bringing up uh, the Steelers Super Bowl the the year before or two years before, whatever that was. 2008. Now. Yeah, they'd be like, okay, that's cool. Like, yeah, we did win that, but it doesn't matter now. Um, and, yeah, I, I try really hard not to live in the past. It is hard sometimes because that's what a lot of the stuff in this industry and a lot of stuff in sports is based off of. But... You know, you try to look at the present and predict the future more than you live in the past. I mean, I can't live. I can't relive the Cowboys Super Bowl days. I, I was three years old the last time they won the freaking <laughs> Super Bowl. I mean, there's another. I was three years yeah. old. I was three years old. I wasn't even in this country. I was in France, for God's sake. But I mean, look. I but I've I've noticed I've had I've noticed some very respectable moments because you know, I was literally Tony Romo's most loyal supporter because look, I get it like. The playoff and everything like that, the interceptions. But you know what? This dude, Tony Romo, whether you like the guy or not, there's no denying this dude broke his back, injured his – broke his collarbone three times, risked it all for this team that would not build around him. So you could call Tony Romo a choke artist. You can say it, yeah, like that. But Romo earned his respect by being a company guy, by never making – he never made excuses. You, you That is something you can't deny, Okay. But the bottom line, because everybody asks me, why do you love Tony, but you don't, but, but, you know, with Dak? I'm like, because here's the deal. When Dak arrived in the league, he had everything Tony never had. Tony never had an offensive line until 2014. Didn't have a respectable defense until 2014. Didn't have, you know, a running game you know, that would alleviate, alleviate pressure off his back until 2014. Prescott arrives, it's all right there. That's the argument right there. Tony never had what Dak had when he, during most of the time. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. So, uh, so, so I know to see now that this is kind of like a Packers and Cowboys, you know, kind of like historical, like intelligence thingy. But, <laughs> but, but now that we're uh, before we move on, uh, next sponsorship is, you know, um, for all the pro wrestling fans out there, WWShop.com is actually part of the, of the Fanatics experience. So if you're looking to shop at WWShop.com, just find Cowboy Socks link in the description, get your pro wrestling merch and save money by taking advantage advantage of the best deals in the world that's what fanatics is all about and for all the uh, sponsorships you'll find all the links in the episode description even with the one that i announced as you started this episode with lids they're all there please take advantage of these awesome deals you'll find a lot of cool stuff i can promise you that so um i think moving forward dude i really don't think i think the cowboy season might actually just get worse now there's no way they can beat really? minnesota if you ask me i'm not well wow, yeah. okay I, I did this last season and I, I i did okay we saw what minnesota did I don't think Dallas can beat Minnesota on the road. 
And the Giants, I mean, no. I mean, we're, we're probably getting to the point we can't make fun of the Giants anymore. I don't think you can. I mean, I'm, so I'm looking at your schedule for the rest of the year, and if I'm being realistic, probably lost against the Vikings. The game against the Giants is a tough game. Uh, it's at home, which is nice. So it, even if you were to give that to them, uh, that puts you all at seven and four. I think you beat the Colts, uh, you beat the Texans, you beat the Jaguars. That puts you at ten and four. I think you lose against the Eagles and the Titans, which would be ten and six, and then at Commanders would be uh, eleven and six. So I, I think eleven and six would be my prediction for the Cowboys the rest of the way. That I don't. It doesn't win you the division, obviously. Um, I would assume that gets you into the playoffs. That gets you a decent wild card spot. And you're gonna have to go on the road round one. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's probably gonna be a, a, another season wasted. So uh, it, it, you see that that's that, that's the problem because there's so many problems right now. I'm like, how could I have any optimism? Like, there's too much. There's too much right it's now. Hard. Not going right. Right. It's hard, especially when, like you were saying earlier, you don't have. Again, not to dump on Dak Prescott too much, but you you don't have the guy who is an X factor. He's a quality starting quarterback in the NFL, but he's not going to just be the ultimate factor in whether or not you win a playoff game specifically. He's not going to go on the road and upset somebody the majority of the time. Like that's just that's not who he is. He's that's not who he is and one of the biggest problems with Prescott is he has a bad habit of trying to be the hero. Yeah. I mean, when he when he shouldn't have to be, that when shouldn't he shouldn't be the, have to be. Yeah. Every time I say that, everybody asks me, "Is this a little twist that I got from the movie Zombieland?" I'll be honest. Okay, yeah, that's how I kind of came up with it. But I mean, because because you see Prescott trying to be the hero, and then he panics, and then the pocket collapses because if it takes too long, and then all disaster hits. Like this is all based on what I've seen. This is this is not fiction. This is not imagine yeah. imagine stuff. This is what we've seen. This is why I tell us Cowboy fans, are you actually watching the game? Some of them probably not. I'll be honest. Pro- I mean, yeah, <laughs> more than likely not. I mean. <laughs> just look at the box store. They're like, oh, Prescott. Uh, they just start ranting. I mean, I get it. I mean, I, mean, I get it. Prescott, it, it, what I've noticed is this. All those fans that love Prescott, they're the same fans that hated Tony. And that's no exaggeration. Yeah. Based on what based on what they tell me, it's obvious. Right. I mean, I get it. Tony had a reputation of you know, of of throwing interceptions. I get it, but I mean, at least at least Tony, you know, Tony actually made an impact. I mean, for a guy who supposedly choked and had all these interceptions, he did have a record for come from behind fourth quarter wins. So that that's there's that right there, but. But we we don't I don't have to get too deep into the Tony drama again. But you know, but sometimes you know, honestly, it, it amazes me how those people that love Dak so much are the same ones that hated Tony. I mean, that 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 just shows the show much of the situation going on with Cowboys Nation. And if I'm not part of Cowboys Nation, really, I don't have a problem with it because I don't want to be part of a delusional fan base of a delusional fan base that says the same thing every year. It annoys you and it makes me want to vomit. This is going to be our year. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We're not going to win the Super Bowl. Grow up. Normally I should say wake up, but rather I should say grow up. Get him. Get him. 
I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Packer. I mean, I, I don't know about Packer fans. I'm sure there's some Packer fans that believe this their year too. I mean, this could be their year as well. But you know, bro, don't even get me start. The amount of people on Twitter just now, when I, I'm scrolling through here, that are like, "Oh my gosh, Christian Watson saved our season. We're gonna make it to the playoffs. We're gonna make a run. It's gonna be 2010 all over again." I'm like, "Shut up! No, we're not. We're <laughs> we're not even gonna end the season above 500." I don't know what you're talking about. But let let's calm down here. This was one win against a team that Aaron Rodgers beats all the time, and we barely won. Let's calm down here. I mean, let's calm down. Twenty-one unanswered points, and then fourteen, on, and then you know, fourteen unanswered points in the fourth quarter. I mean, and Aaron and Aaron Rodgers, you know, did what he simply does best. He owns the Cowboys. Yeah. So, so moving forward is. My, with my Cowboys, I, I, I'm just like I'm just gonna sit there and keep my mouth shut. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna say anything, but I'm not picking Dallas against Minnesota. I'm probably not even gonna pick Dallas for the next two weeks. They, I mean, I said it on the on, on the on the article. They, they could be six and five after Thanksgiving. Yeah, and that's a big difference. They were six and uh, were, were they six and one? Hold up, let me. No, they weren't. They were. No, they they were six. They were five and one. They were five and one. Okay. And they lost to Philadelphia. Yeah, so it, uh, yeah, there, it could go downhill real quick. I'll be honest. And, and some people compare me to Stephen A. So like, don't ever compare me to that to that guy. I actually, I, I give the major proper facts here on this show. If you've listened to this show, you would know better that it's criminal to say that I to say that I'm like Stephen A. Smith. You, I, I'm pretty sure you said that. I don't know if it was you or if it was Coach Bruce, but I know that one of you said that, or it might have been one of the was, dudes. I think it was Bruce. With us. Yeah. I mean, he, he literally seemed so disgusted when I told him that some people say I'm like Stephen A. Smith. Because <laughs> I know that Steve, I know that coach has listened to this show, so yeah, he he would probably say. Oh yeah. But when he said that it was criminal, but for something like that, I'm like, no, because you know, I'm not I'm not doing this to make people laugh. I'm not doing this, you know, for popular for popularity. I mean, I am trying to grow this show because I want this show to be able to be my full time living. But at the end of the day, right. This is not for, this is not for laughs. This is not for ratings. This is just to tell the damn truth. This is to do what I went to school for and be an, an actual journalist and not go to a corrupt media conglomerate and go and be in a position where this is your script. This is what you're going to say today. I mean, F that. F that. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. So anyway, uh, before I let you go, you want to tell the folks uh, where they can find you and uh, find Third Down Thursdays, my friend? Yes. So I am on Twitter at MJ Hurley TDT. You should be able to find um, all of my stuff there. And then third down Thursdays, if you go to at media TDT, you can find most things uh, for TDT media. And then for third down Thursdays, specifically our show, it's at third down Thurs on Twitter. And you'll be able to follow us, go live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central time and cause some good trouble. <laughs> Absolutely. And those of you, I strongly suggest you check out Third Down Thursdays, subscribe to our website, read our work, tune in on Thursdays as Third, Day, Third Down Thursdays goes live. Third Down Those Thursdays is an absolutely fantastic show, and it's an absolute blessing to be part of the organization. It's a bigger blessing that my production firm and Third Down Thursdays has a great working business relationship, and things will be taken to the next level. I know it. <laughs> Absolutely, sir. It's been a pleasure to work with you. I'm excited for what's up next, and thank you for having me tonight. No problem. And before I let everybody go, one more thing. Cowboys Talk is also proudly brought to you by Paramount+, Plus, where you can stream live sports and your favorite shows from CBS, 
Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, and so much more. Plans start at just $4.99 per month. You can even cancel at any time. And if, you, if you subscribe now, you can even get a free trial. So if you're looking to subscribe to Paramount+, Plus, just find the link in the episode description. You can set up your account in less than two minutes. You can binge watch sports and, again, your favorite shows. And finally, Cowboy Talk is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. MJ, my friend, thank you so much for coming on today. I cannot wait to have you on again in the future, my friend. Thank you, Alex. I'll talk to you later, sir. All right. Good night, everybody.